This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. Thanks, Larry. Uh, The premise of this show, as always, is that everybody is leading something or somebody. And whether you're a parent leading a family or a coach leading a team, maybe you're a team member who's only leading a few people, or maybe you're a CEO leading a big organization, it doesn't really matter. No matter what, you're leading, and we want to help you become the best servant leader possible. Oh, that's great. Hey, you know, I've got to confess something. Okay, confess. Well, you know, we promised that on Tuesday we would have a server's moment, yeah. and then on Wednesday you were going to have a the, the, the big deep dive that we talk about. Right. Well, when I scheduled this week, last week's shows... I, I don't know how to read a calendar correctly, ah. and so the 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 moment came out on Wednesday, and the show came out on Thursday, and I'm sorry. Well, you Be- know, we're going to fire you from this high, very high-paying job, Larry. I oh, my that. goodness, because, you know, um, it, you do want the shows to be consistent, and that's what we're here for. That's right. We're here for the consistency of it all. Well, yeah, and, and we try to be consistent in a crazy world. So, Larry, we forgive you. Oh. Five, five Hail Marys and two Our Fathers. All right. For any, old, for any Catholics out there, you'll understand what I'm doing. Yes, right yes, uh, yes. Hey, Larry, do you mind if I would, uh, if, if I read a review? No, no, please. So this one is from J. K U L W K B. We don't have the out. Yeah, J. Club. Those silly names on those websites and stuff. Yeah. So thank you for your five star review. Um, And his his comment is such simple advice, but very moving. Larry and Rocky have a great way to explain the right way to lead people. So thanks so much, Jay Kuaba, for uh, reviewing us. We love getting, mostly we love getting five-star reviews. Yeah, listen, if you want to give us a five uh, five negative star, you know, yeah. you could do that. G- give us a review. Either way, we'd love to hear what you think of the show, uh, maybe things that you like, and you're more than welcome to share some improvements with us, too. That would be great. And if you want to talk to us, give us, a, give us an email, and we'll call you and talk to you yeah. and let you be on the show. You could be a special guest. That would be even better. Yeah, yes. and that way you could share with us maybe who you're best boss is and your worst boss is. Uh, you know, I went through the airport once the other day, once the other day, once and I had my tape recorder with me, which reminds me that's where that recorder is. I, I thought I lost <laughs> my recorder, and I know where it is now. So you're having an old age moment. Oh, there. yeah. I was going to ask everybody at the airport, who, who's what's your favorite boss, you know? Didn't get that job done. I'm sorry. Yeah, we probably need to put up a survey monkey on our website that talks about gives people uh favorite boss, worst boss, favorite job, worst job, and maybe why. A survey monkey? Yeah, survey is, a survey monkey is Is that what a, that's called? Well, survey monkey is a tool that collects surveys. Oh. So survey monkey, if you want to write me a check for you know, promoting your brand a little bit, we'll be more than happy to take it. <laughs> but uh we use them and it's quite a good source. Oh, okay. Well, are we done with the uh, review so. section of yes. the program? Yes, we are. Moving right along. You know, we, we, we're we getting to your favorite part of the program. I know, right? Epic moments in leadership, Larry. I love it. I love when you say it. 
Epic Moments in Leadership. First, we, as always, just want to let everybody know that we found this information on the American Express Small Business Open Forum, which is one of our favorite um, sources for great leadership moments or bad leadership moments. Well, we're still looking for the good and the bad. That's right. So this one's about uh, Nelson Mandela, who, what an amazing person uh, you know his story if you don't know it you should go and read about it or watch a movie that was made there's a movie that has to do with soccer and him too i'm mm-hmm. trying to think what it's called but anyways and this is really about how his father made tribal decisions tribal yeah tribal okay. so nelson mandela he's easily the most rec- recognizable name in the mandela family mm-hmm. uh, but few people know of his adoptive father cheap Jongentaba. Is that Jongentaba? Very good. You said it very well. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. Right. Chief Jogantaba. Mandela credits Chief Jogantaba as a major source of leadership learning. And Mandela learned how to make important decisions based on how his father interact, uh, interacted with the tribe. Well, the chief was the tribal king. That's right. And would frequently hold meetings on a, of the court. Sure, yeah. And men from all over walked in, walks of life would gather in a circle and express their opinion. The chief waited, um, you know, until everyone had made a spoken decision. And then he would say something. Okay, so, yeah, he would basically then uh, begin the conversation. But, but the learning here, Mandela would later use the same technique that he learned from his adoptive father, he would gather leaders at his kitchen table or even in his driveway, and they would hold discussion. And Mandela was always made sure that he would always listen first and speak last. So that's where the kitchen cabinet comes from. Oh, I like that. See, kitchen, yeah. Kitchen cabinet. uh, Several presidents have had that. That's right. And and I like that. But that's a way of being a leader is to be open enough to, to listen. To listen. Yeah. To let you know. That uh, you get everybody's opinion. That's right. Now, sometimes it's very hard to get everybody's opinion, isn't it? Oh, I, I think sometimes it's hard to get people's opinions because sometimes, uh, honestly, sometimes we're biased to our own decision already. Mm-hmm. And so we're not open to hearing others. But normally, you know, the great thing about it, we say it all the time, is that anytime you have people with you, you get free brains. And so you get a chance to really listen and hear and uh, who knows, they might have the best answer, the best decision among among all of us. That's neat. Sometimes I'll be in a group meeting and someone will say, and and what do you think? And and me, I'll raise my hand first and give my opinion, right? which is totally off base. Yeah, that's okay. We <laughs> like then, off base. And then by the time it goes around the room, I've totally changed my mind and listened and been open, you know, at yeah. least you, you got to be open-minded at least. Yeah. You know, there's wisdom in being the the last to speak, because I think at that point, number one, you're showing everybody around you that you're interested in what they had to say. And normally, when you do speak, you're actually using all the data that you've collected from everybody mm-hmm. to form your opinion. So it makes you smart, uh, sound smarter. So I've got to take my hand down and be the last person to speak. Is That's that right. what you're saying? Yes, yes. Oh, the, last, the last will be first, Larry. That's going to be hard. That's our epic moment in leadership. That's it. Well, you know, we have a website. We do. You know, and the website is called A Server's Journey. We have partnered with a, who did we partner with? 
ACS Creative. Thank you. They developed the website, and they did such a fantastic job. And when it comes to creating a website, it pays to go to the pros. They do brochures, they do logos, direct mail, ad campaigns, and websites. Yeah, and one thing is for sure, they don't mess around with your money. That's right. And here's the deal. The website keeps getting better every week, and we really want to thank ACS Creative. And we also really want to thank Isabella. She's our media and communications coordinator, and she is just killing it. Every week, she just does a better and better job. Yeah, if if you're getting some information, it's because of her. That's right. So if you want to, contact ACS Creative on the Internet. It's super, super easy. ACS Creative, that's all there is to it. That's it. So what's the topic for today, Rocky? So the topic for today, and, you know, we've talked a lot about why being a servant leader is great. What we haven't talked a lot about is how do you create a culture of servant leaders in your organization? That's a good question. Yeah, and what I mean by that, too, is it, it's great if, if I'm a servant leader. It's even better if my leadership are servant leaders. It's even better if the next rung are servant leaders. It's even better if my rank and file are servant leaders. The more people that you get involved in this process, the better off we are. So we're going to talk a little bit about creating a culture that breeds servant leaders. Great, because that's what we're talking about. You said the premise of the show is that everybody's leading somebody. That's right. Sometime, somewhere. Yeah, and and this, you know, we're going to do the quick one, two, three. There's really three points that I think uh, bear bear fruit in this in this topic. So, Uh number one, Larry, it always starts at the very top. So, I have to be an example of what a servant leader should be. So, before I expect the employees to fully embrace servant leadership, I've got to demonstrate this concept within my own day-to-day management of my store. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that goes all the way to the top within my organization in that it was mirrored to me and modeled to me by True Kathy. I I couldn't have ever met or been around a more humble man who said often, if you help enough people in life get what they want, eventually you get what you want. That was one of his credos, and he lived that out. So, you know, it started with him. Hopefully I'm doing a decent job, and if I do a decent job and I model that behavior, hopefully it's going to go all the way down to the rank and file. Now, being a servant leader is never for personal gain? No. The key to motivating employees is the focus a servant leader places on the welfare and the growth of everyone within their organization. The The, the motivating factor is that the servant leader pursues every opportunity to positively impact the behaviors of employees first. So the goal is always making a difference in their lives. Now, how do you do that? Yeah, well, so... How how do you do that? So, you know, on my own, I probably would be lost, but there's some great uh, articles, great learnings on this topic. One of them that we really like is David McQuiston. He wrote an article... Uh, and you can look this up. It says nine ways to motivate people using servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And so, again, being a servant leader, he talks about it's never for personal gain. It's a sacrifice. Sometimes it's a personal sacrifice for the sake of others and their personal and professional growth. So what are the, some, of, some of the examples that he's pointed out? So 
We talked about this a little bit in our epic moments, inviting differing opinions. Number one, everybody has to feel like they have a voice at the table. Number two, you have to establish a culture of trust. And what that means is if somebody makes a decision that fails and you burn them at the stake, they'll never make another decision. There's no trust there. So Mm. you have to establish a culture of trust. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, especially with this new generation, this new group, developing other leaders is huge. So everybody wants to know what's the next thing I can learn. What's my next step? So that's the third one, developing other leaders. Uh, Fourth would be helping employees with life issues. And this, again, counterintuitive. You know, I think uh, 20 years ago, we were told you show up to work, you put your problems aside. But more and more, the more that you help your employees with life issues, whether it would be problems with kids or divorces or bankruptcies or anything, it could be good things too, helping them plan out a budget so that they can stay on one or maybe helping them understand how much they should put down for a house. It could be anything, but helping employees with life issues is huge. Now, do those issues come up in, oh, in your day-to-day work? At every single day. Really? And it's always amazing to me that people come to me. I just had uh, one of our leadership come to me the other day and he's way, way brighter than me. And he's in his thirties and he was wanting to know if he should take out some equity in his house. And so I was like, first I was like, why is he asking me this? This guy is brighter than I am. But we sat down and we kind of looked at it and you know what? By looking at it, it actually made sense because he could actually take out a little bit of equity, stay in the same house he's in because they're hoping to have another child and they were thinking about buying another house. But by taking a little bit of equity, building another bedroom, the house would be worth more. You know, it just made sense. But, you know, it was crazy to me that he would ask my advice. But when they ask your advice, when they ask you to help them with life issues, what they're really saying is, I trust you. Mm. which we've talked about already. Right. Um, Another way you can build confidence through being encouraging, you know, and uh, things happen in life. Uh, Things happen at work. They're not always easy or fair. And if you can find a way to be positive and uh, show encouragement, it helps. Now, when you're slinging chicken in the back room, how do you encourage someone? Where where do you do that? So so we we try to set goals. So uh, a, a lot of times we'll let them know, hey, this is what we're shooting for. Um, or if we hit a goal, we're very clear to say, you know, great job, everybody. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can just be, hey, I really appreciate how hard you work today. And sometimes those little goals yeah. really add up. Absolutely. Um, a, another way, just thinking first about your employees. So what do I mean by that? It's easy for me to say, hey, you know what? We're going to stay open till midnight now. Next week, we're staying open at midnight. Oh, good. Easy good. decision. Yeah, I'm easy. Cu- I'm, you know, I'm counting the extra money that we're making, but that comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of my team. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm really thinking about them first, I'm probably not making that decision. And then uh, another way would be... Now, how do, you, how do you get around that? Because you, as the owner-manager, want to make more money. You see an opportunity... How would you approach employees on that issue about, you know, something like that? You know, I, I think it's, it's, if you're going to make a decision like that, that's where you try to get as many differing opinions as possible. Mm. That's where maybe you have an open meeting with as many people as can come and you talk through it and you share, Hey, here's why I want to do it. And if we do this, here's maybe some benefits for you. Here's some benefits for me. 
and mm. then have an open conversation. Mm. So sometimes you have to do certain things that maybe are not going to be popular, but you can help them come around to just by letting them have a voice. Which gets back to inviting different opinions. That's right, yeah. Yes. Getting people involved. Yes. Okay. And then the the last thing that um, David talks about in his article is acting with humility. And, you know, really humility is, the, it's it's the lifeblood. Nobody likes a narcissist. Nobody likes somebody who's an egomaniac. So if you treat your employees and if you act with humility, it's going to always help. That's good. So that's that's the first one. Be an okay. example of what a servant leader would be. Well, how do you build a team okay. of so, servant leaders? Yeah, and really that's the second point. The second point would be after you first model this behavior, the next step is building a team of servant leaders. And I believe one way you do it is by creating an office culture of service. And the and the more you do that, the more you begin building that office culture of serving the stronger your team will be as they become servant leaders. Mm-hmm. So nothing screams camaraderie like uniting a diverse group of people to work around a common goal. Encouraging each employee to embrace a culture of service throughout their workday is super important. Now, when you're building this, and you've done this from the start, you are the genesis of this, when do you see the team members coming together to be servant leaders. Yeah, you know, I mean, you see it in a lot of different ways. It's something as simple as saying thank you or please or, hey, I really appreciate that. It could be something as simple as holding a door when somebody's struggling with a box. But it can also be, hey, coming up to me and saying, Rocky, um, I don't know if you heard about Carrie, but Carrie's really struggling. She's going through a divorce. Alerting me about other people's issues so that I can show care and I can try to build them up and encourage them. So it couldn't just be that, too. Have the names been changed to protect the innocent? They have. Oh, okay. (laughs) So also, there's a great book, um, and this I love this guy's name, Peter Economy. Yeah, right. That's a great name. Yeah. So in his book, uh, that's entitled Seven Secrets of Servant Leadership, that will lead you to success. Mm-hmm. He talk, He actually says, servant leaders know that by helping to guide the people who work for and with them, they will help their employees learn vital skills that will both improve their performance and improve them as people. So that's, that's I mean, it's a different slate because a lot of times uh, an employer, all they care about is how do I improve this person job? How do I improve their job performance? Mm-hmm. Very seldom do you sit back and say, how do I improve them as a person? But that's like our mission statement at Chick-fil-A. We've talked about how it's making stories better, make their story better. Mm -hmm. But leadership, we've changed that slightly. And we actually say our job is to make our team's stories better. And we want this chapter in their life to be one that they look back at and say, man, that was a good time. Hmm. So, again, when you start caring about improving them as people, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, how, how do you create the servant, or, or how do you build this team of servant leaders? How do you? So, it can come in many forms. Okay. Um, and, you know, we already listed some examples above. You don't want to forget those. Employees can be servant leaders by adopting the 10 tenets that were outlined by the modern-day author of servant leadership, and that was Greenleaf. We talked about Greenleaf in several other shows. 
he really was the impetus of the modern, uh, you know, proponent for servant leadership. But mm-hmm. he talks about listening, having empathy, helping people heal, acute awareness of other people around them and what they're going through, being persuasive, helping people to conceptualize their life or conceptualize a goal or the next step in their life. That sounds like something you do. Well, I think it's the age I work with is that, you know, a lot of them, not not all, but a lot of them are young. And so I get a chance to help them think through what's next for them. Ooh, okay. So, you know, but you do use things like foresight and stewardship, but the biggest thing is a commitment to the growth of your people. And building the community. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, again, if you create create a team that's a group of servant leaders, you're going to build community. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's That's part two. So... We had be an example of what a servant leader should be. We've got building a team of servant leaders. And then the third one would be seek opportunities to serve. So once you establish yourself as a servant leader, or at the very best, maybe a better way to say it is as we strive to become one. And after you've encouraged your team to adopt the same tenants, the same you know attributes, trying to live that out, the next thing is to get out of the office or get out of your workspace and begin to serve your community. So we talked about community before, but we were talking about in store, in office, in factory, you know, on a team community. Now we're talking about your community. At You're large. really talking about the community, the town, the city, yeah, the and, area you live in. And think about that. There are so many opportunities to serve in every community throughout this nation. And it can be done by establishing something as simple as an annual day of service. And that honestly becomes, easily becomes a very fun and a huge bonding opportunity um, within your, within your company. Now, is this for the, the, the employees, the team members, or is this just for you? So it it would be to try to involve as many of, uh, as many of your team as possible. Okay. And, And you can go out to the Humane Society Boys and Girls Club, Habitat for Humanity. You can work with the Parks and Recreation Department. You can work with women's shelters or food banks, elementary schools, nursing care facilities. It's endless. I mean, every community has such a ridiculous amount of needs that if you can model being a servant leader along with your team of leadership and your rank and file, if all of you can go and build a house for a day or two. It, it's powerful. Now, isn't this something that you're actually doing? Aren't you uh, involved in drilling water for water? Well, so our store has built two water wells, one in Nicaragua and one in El Salvador. We had the first trip, it was mostly me and a few other of my peers because we were trying to go on the mission to see exactly how it fits. The second one involved a, a lot more of support that we were able to raise through our store with our crew, and um, we're actually hoping to bring a crew uh, of people all from our store and go next year and actually do a well somewhere. And that's actually you're actually involving the community as well because you yeah. allow them to participate by giving that's right, something. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, and, whether it be a dollar here or there or their spare change. Right. I mean, but that's really a way to participate. Right. Yes. Okay. So, the again, 
the opportunities are endless and the needs are great. And, you know, we're, we've talked about just a local community, but globally the need is great. How about if you want to create a, a day of service for the, for the team? Yeah. If you want to launch a company day of service, but you feel overwhelmed with the idea of finding an appropriate group project, uh, you know, you can consider really enlisting your entire staff or maybe for us, it would be maybe we can enlist the all the Chick-fil-A's in Orlando and maybe do like a huge, huge day of giving. Uh, there's an organization called Feeding Kids Everywhere. And one of our operators in Orlando actually uh, has made a goal that with the other Chick-fil-A and their teams, he wants to provide one million meals. So I think he's been doing this now for a couple years. All of us meet up on a certain day or two every year, and we pack meals and raise money for meals. And I think he's up to about, geez, 400 and something thousand meals already. Wow. So it's pretty cool. But these are meals for the Orlando area community? Yeah, it's for, you know, meals for people that uh, have to go to food banks or, you know, food uh, soup lines and so forth. Hmm. So it, it it's a great organization. And that was something where Bob felt a little bit overwhelmed, but said, hey, if I can expand it, how, you know, how great would this be? And, and it's, it's, it's worked really well. Okay. So, so there, there's three ways to get involved for you to be the leader of the servants, to get your team to be a part of this. Right. Yeah. And what are those three ways? It's you being an example to the team itself, right? Well, that's where it starts, Larry. It definitely starts with me being an example of what a servant leader should be. Then the next thing is really going to be building that team of servant leaders all the way down. And then the third is going to be once you've got the mojo working, Mm -hmm. you want to seek opportunities to serve. And there's a lot of benefits to it. I mean, we talked about the camaraderie that you build within your team, which is fantastic, but... It, you know, it, it, it bonds the participants in a way that nothing else does. It, you know, it's something different than work. They get a chance to see their peers in different areas. It's different than sitting behind a desk. They're actually watching somebody help to build a roof or helping them at a humane society. But all of this stuff, it, it provides camaraderie. It builds character and it instills a sense of courage and responsibility in your work group. And that will far outweigh anything that you could do. Uh, for instance, you can have parties. You can do things that are fun. And those help morale for sure. But there's nothing, nothing that builds a stronger, more conscientious team than being, being and serving other people. Okay, now I've got to bring up a subject that when you were working with your team, you used to go to the movies at midnight with oh, yeah, them, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, well, I love movies. So do you still do that? You know, I'm... You are a crazy guy. You're like Steve Martin. You're a wild and crazy guy. Yeah, again, Google Google Steve Martin. Is he still around? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I was much younger then. So we still do things like uh, for Christmas, we're going to uh, rent out a couple suites at the Orlando Amway Arena and uh, go to a Solar Bears game. And that will build camaraderie, but it... If you can mirror those kind of things with ways of actually serving others, it's a home run, Larry. Mm. 
And that's it, man. That's, that's pretty it. simple. That's that's your lesson for today. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Since we don't have a guest to ask the this and that question for, I have some. I, I have a challenge for you again. We're going to do what year is this? Oh, geez. Okay. I, I bombed this one last time. Well, that's why I'm 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 bringing the, I'm bringing the bomb up so you can get a little closer. Let me see if I can figure this out. Okay, the year was when Dick Clark received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Wow. So he's been, really, he's been a celebrity since the 40s, hasn't he? Uh, late 50s. Okay, wow. Late 50s. So, yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and guess that he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1970. Oh, okay. Way under. Way under, really. Way under. Okay, Actor Michael Landon announced the fact that he had inoperable cancer of the pancreas, and he actually passed away the following July. This is Michael Landon of Little House on a Prairie. Bingo. Game. Yes. So this is a year? So so now these are all the same year? The same year. Yeah. Okay. This was 1987. Still under. Okay. Coming closer. All right. The United Nations Security Council announced a formal end to the Persian Gulf War. Okay, so now Persian Gulf War, that had to be in the early 2000s. So I'm going to guess 2004. Uh, way over. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Persian War, Persian War. Yeah. I had just graduated college. Yes. So yeah, we're yes. talking 1994. Oh, boy, you're so close. You're getting very, very warm, very just over a little bit, okay? Okay. So. The Census Bureau estimates its 1990 census had failed to count up to 6.3 million people. Okay, so this is 1993. Uh, Am I still over? Still over. 92? You're coming closer. Scorpions? Single? Wind of change? I love the Scorpions, Larry. Wind of change. You should have this. So 1989. Oh, under... Okay, this is a complete failure. What is the year? 1991. Oh, gosh. See, I was, I was peppering it all around there. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about, Larry, when, when you talk about war in the Middle East, though, yes. yeah. it's been going on for 3,000 years. <laughs> oh, I mean, geez. you know, you, you had to give me a little bit more there. So, but, okay. all right. So, other than uh, proving that I do not know my dates, well, that's, that's a pretty fun game. I'm going to do one for you once. Okay, I'd love to do that. Uh, you just you just throw it at me, okay? And Rocky, uh, even though you failed the what year was it test, I did. Do you have a quote for us for today? Well, I have a quote, although I I could not find who said it, but I still like it, so I'm going to say it. Okay. Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace. A soul generated by love. Wow, that's not an easy one to memorize. No, but it's a good quote. I'm I'm amazed that you had that memorized like that. Well, I got to tell you now who this really is, too. Who is it? You don't know who this is? No. See, I'm going to stump you now. This is Martin Luther King. Oh. So, great great servant. Great servant, for sure, for sure. Well, we, we learned that it's good to be a servant leader, and it's good that you want to teach a team to be a servant leader. And uh, we learned about uh, Mandela. Yeah, we did. That he learned from his father, who was a chief, and that the chief actually listened to everybody in the in an organization, in the tribe council, I guess. That's right. 
And then he spoke. That's right. So maybe I should just be quiet until... Next time. Next time. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for joining us here on A Server's Journey. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. A Server's Journey's moment comes out on Tuesday if I get the numbers right on the computer. Yes. If I can get it right. Okay. As we mentioned earlier, our website is looking better every day, and we want to thank ACS Creative. So, Rocky, until next time, I'm your ever-faithful companion, Larry. Yes, you're the bed to my pillow, Larry. Is that good? <laughs> hey, guys, we're all on a journey, and we, Larry and I, we really do believe that it's how you serve while you're in that role. And that's why every single week we're coming to you and we're sharing something, a topic, an interview that has to do with being a server. I'm Rocky DeStefano. I want to thank you, as always, for joining us. And together we're going to become better leaders. 